Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and hit winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. <laughs> Usually... When we're six days away from Christmas, things are starting to slow down a little bit in sports. Not this year, not in 2020. Happy Championship Saturday in college football. We've got two NFL games today, 12 tomorrow, Monday night football. There's no way they can match what happened last Monday night, as thrilling as that one. And the next NBA regular season is days away. A full in-depth breakdown on the Bulls win total, title odds, awards like MVP, Coach of the Year, all that fun stuff with a pair of very successful NBA betters. A couple of familiar voices right here on 670 The Score. If you're really into the college football games going down today, including Northwestern playing, unfortunately, legally, we still can't bet on it here But if you're really into the championship games today, I highly recommend subscribing to my weekday show, Bet Sweats. Subscribe to that podcast and listening to my interviews with ESPN's Chris Velika, the bear. You see him on game day and also ESPN's Bill Connolly. And also on that Bet Sweats thread, you'll find some great college basketball info from our very own Eli Hershkovich for games going on this weekend. So check all that stuff out, more NFL stuff. We keep pumping out content. We'll be doing that throughout the break at least a few days a week. Now to the NFL Week 15 card here on Early Odds. Joe Ostrowski with you. Two games today, Bills, Broncos. The number keeps dipping. It is down to Buffalo minus five. It was holding steady at six the majority of the week. I was hoping it was going to tick up to seven. Then I would consider jumping on the Denver side. Tough spot for Buffalo. They've won five of six. And this is coming off the big Sunday night football win over Pittsburgh. Monday night football win against San Francisco right after everyone saying, oh, look, it's been years and years since the Bills have performed in primetime. In the nightcap, we also have money coming in on the underdog because Green Bay is down to 
an eight-point favorite against Carolina at one point this week. That thing was up at 10. It wouldn't surprise me if this bumps up a little bit because you look at some of those uh, typically dead numbers over in that 8-9 to range, and you know the Green Bay side will be so popular whether we're talking about sides, teasers, or parlays. Now, the Panthers are 1-7 over their last eight games, but when you look at those contests, six of those seven losses, one-score games including only losing by a few points to the Kansas City Chiefs. Packers 10-3, and but what you notice about Packers games, they're not blowing teams out. They'll take that big lead in the first half, and then they'll kind of ease back on defense, let teams in the game, at least on the scoreboard. Maybe not in danger of losing, but the final score looks a lot closer than the action on the field. They did not cover last week against Detroit. A couple weeks ago, Jalen Hurts enters late in the game, and they almost covered against the Bears. It was a dominant performance. We saw it, and then, you know, late in the game, you're wondering, another touchdown drive, could the Bears actually cover that big spread? The uber-popular play today is going to be teasing the two favorites, Buffalo to Green Bay. Get your result by the end of the evening. I'm not going to be doing that, but that's what a lot of people are going to be doing, and the books are going to be hoping that one of those teasers gets knocked out. Uh, Will Buffalo lose, or will Green Bay fail to cover their short number in a teaser? So uh, of today's NFL games, I would take a look at Carolina in that 8-9 to point range. All right, how about these Sunday games? The Bears, a three-point dog at the Vikings, total of 46.5. One dominant performance from the Bears, it feels like a whole lot is changing. I don't know that that's really the case. The look-ahead line one week ago on this one was Minnesota favored by 6.5. Remember, that was when the Bears were on that six-game losing streak. Now both teams, 6-7. and seven. Minnesota starts out 1-5, and five. now they're 6-7. and seven. The Bears start out 5-1. and one. Now they're 6-7. and seven. Vikings of late, they're not killing teams in the box score. They're not outgaining teams by a whole lot. In fact, if you look at the metric net yards per play, which takes offense and defense into account, they are second to last in the NFL over the last few games. A lot of questions about the Bears' secondary and their health. Jalen Johnson, officially questionable. On the final injury report on Friday, Buster Screen is out. How I would play this game is you tease the Bears up. You can tease them from three up to nine. A total, you know, it's upper 40s, but it's not too high. So not something that I would worry about. I think this is going to be a one-score game. So I would tease the Bears up. There are some other teaser legs that are pretty appealing, including Seattle minus six and a half. So now you're asking them to just win the game over the football team. Get Seattle minus a half a point. Uh, We know now that Alex Smith will be missing this one. Haskins will be under center for Washington. Ron Rivera with no trust in him at QB. Cleveland favored by six and a half against the Giants. I hate you're getting the worst of the number here, but the tease can be a pretty uh, strong option here. There was a big reaction on Thursday because elite cornerback James Bradbury was put on the COVID list And on the Giants' final injury report, they put quarterback Daniel Jones as questionable. Even when he was out there last week, didn't look like the same guy. Not very mobile with an ailing hamstring. So he was sitting back in the pocket and just getting sacked all day. Uh, Browns coming off an emotional game. An emotional game on Monday night. Normally, I would look to fade those teams. 
But uh, the Giants, it's going to be a rough one without their best player on defense and possibly without their starting quarterback. Another potential teaser is a side that I like. And I'm talking about the New England Patriots going up against the Dolphins. Now, Miami's favored by one and a half. Here we go. Am I looking to fade Miami again? Best ATS record in the NFL, 10-3? and Yes, I am. Miami's 27th in the NFL in net yards per play. They're staying in games and winning some games because they're creating turnovers. That isn't sustainable, usually for an entire season, and it's not going to carry over into the next year. Miami coming off a KC game. New England, extra rest. They were embarrassed last Thursday night against the L.A. Rams. Bill Belichick off double-digit losses. Eh, he hits at 79%. I know most of that time he had Tom Brady, had a more talented roster, but still that's something worth looking at. And here's another thing. Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. We saw it play out just a few weeks ago against Justin Herbert. Since 2013, Belichick teams are 11-0 against rookie quarterbacks. Rookies like Herbert... Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Derek Carr. How about other quarterbacks? Just the first time they go against Belichick. Maybe not rookies, just the first time. Rodgers, loss. Mahomes, L. Kyler, Baker, Wentz. All those guys lost first time going against Belichick defenses. Give me the slight dog. New England, plus one and a half. Money coming in on that side. It looks like smart money early on in the week, and I'm going to be with those guys on the Patriots. Another one I like. You're going to have to wait until Monday evening, but we've got the Steelers favored by 13. 13 at the Bengals in this AFC North matchup. Yeah, 13. Pittsburgh, back-to-back losses, 17 points per game over their last three. This is the definition of a get-right spot. I know the Jets are winless, but the way the Bengals are playing right now, you could make the case that they're playing like the worst team in the National Football League. The Bengals' offense has scored one offensive touchdown in each of their last five weeks. Get right spot. Pittsburgh rolls like they did in Week 10 against Cincinnati. It was 36-10 that time. They should cover the 13 with ease for Monday night football. So really like New England getting a point and a half. I think they win the game, obviously. And I'm willing to lay the lumber with a big number in Pittsburgh. And I gave you a bunch of teaser options. Let's get to the hardwood. This is Early Odds, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. Sports Radio 670, The Score. Your host, Joe Ostrowski. And, oh, what do you know, by the way, uh, we're near the tail end of the NFL season. We've got a bunch of conference championship games going on today in college football. The NBA is here. Not around the corner. It's here right now. Opening night for some teams is Tuesday. For the Bulls, it's coming up on Wednesday. So the NBA right back in our lives after a short, short off season. And you have to take that into account once you handicap this season. So I wanted to bring in my two NBA go-to guys, and they happen to work here as producers right here on Sports Radio 670. The score, you've probably heard both of them on the air as well. We've got Rick Camp at Rick C. Camp on Twitter. He hosts the Basketball Camp podcast, also the On Fat podcast, so he's a big fan of James Harden this season. And we also bring in Jordan Malley at Jordan C. Malley. He hosts the Locked on Bulls podcast. A little background. Uh, Both of these guys just got into betting over the last couple of years, and 
They know everything about the NBA and they've kind of immersed themselves in these matchups and both have been very profitable. Rick has back-to-back seasons just hitting at a ridiculous rate. We'll talk about that in a second. And then Jordan, uh, this past season in the bubble, really got into it. Uh, Both of you guys have had the same game parlays, which are available. You bet small amounts, and you've each had four-figure wins. So congrats on that. Just want to uh, put the credentials out there so the people understand who they're listening to. Rick, we'll start with you. Uh, Why don't you tell me how you've refined your process over the last couple of years and what's helped you be so successful uh, just jumping into sports betting over the last couple NBA seasons? I think for me, it's finding the proper context to your basic numbers that are out there. So when I'm looking at trying to get just a basic handle on a side or a total, what I do is I end up doing the math to get to the team's points per game because I want to know how much of, let's say, a team scoring 107 points per game, as an example. Are they getting that by being extremely efficient or are they getting that because they play really fast and they get more possessions than other teams? Take that information and match it up to an opponent. I can say, okay, well, this team... They're playing someone who plays slower than them, but they have a really efficient offense as is. So in a more half-court setting, they'll still be able to score. Something along those lines. So just knowing how to interpret how a team gets to their box score numbers or the basic numbers that everybody looks at. And then in terms of you know individual players, whether it's for those same-game parlays, trying to find the right prop to throw in, it's just a matter of kind of knowing the pecking order of each team. So that way, if not your star player is out, but let's say your second or third scorer is out, who's most likely to step up into that type of role? So I think kind of focusing myself and maybe not trying to go all in on every single game, but then doing those things on teams that I find I have a better grasp of while still kind of dabbling in the other teams and keeping up with what they're doing really helps when trying to figure out maybe a handful of plays on a given night. Uh, both years, you're close to 60%. Is that accurate? Yeah, my first year was fifty around 56 and change. Last year on the whole was just over 58%. And then in the bubble on the, like the last night, I hit that 60. I think it was 60.3% on the bubble. Professionals don't hit 60%. I'm just saying, do you understand how successful you've been early on? I don't think so. Just because (laughs) like from hearing from you, because like obviously for Jordan and I talking with you a lot about it kind of pushed us to like get into it more. I don't know because you hear everybody who handicaps and they have great reasoning for stuff. And like, I listen to a lot of them too and try and take some of the things that I find interesting and keep them in the back of my mind for what I'm doing. But I, I don't know. It's just, that's why I, I like the space so much is because all I'm doing is taking the information that we see from just watching the NBA as a whole and then putting it in the context of whatever points line is, whatever an assist line is, the, you know, over under one and a half, three pointers, which is like our favorite as, as the three of us to end up doing. You know, it's, it's really just taking knowing the game, but just putting it into a different context that just helps us out financially. It's probably got to be pretty exciting because both of you guys are big time hoop heads, have been for your entire life. 
And now you're like, wow, this is another way to look at the game. So while Rick hones in on sides and totals, Jordan Malley quickly figured out that his thing is player props. Uh, when did you realize that uh, was your specialty, Jordan? I think when I watched OG Ananobi hit that game-winning three in the bubble to push over a five-way parlay that won me just over 500 bucks, I go, wow, I think I, you know, even though that that parlay, that prop hit in the final seconds of a game, I'm like, maybe there's something a little bit more to this. And it's cool to listen to different betters and how they, they explain their styles. And I think there's, a, there's not one single strategy you need to have going into how you use your own information and how you use everybody else's information to place your bets. I'm somebody who doesn't bet a lot of money either, but I look for these value pieces and players that I really, really like and try to ride those waves and try to ride those trends. I say it was easy, but it was easier to do it in the bubble because there, everything was so neutral, right? There wasn't the the added expense of the travel. There wasn't the, hey, guys are playing their third night in four days. Things like that. Everything was a lot more neutral, made it easier to bet on these trends. All right, guys, we've got a lot to go over here. Uh, I can't wait for that text thread this season every single day. It's going to be a lot of fun here. <laughs> so we'll go over title odds, awards like MVP, Coach of the year. Are there some opportunities for Bulls players to win an award? Maybe. One of the two guys here today believes so. But let's start with the Bulls. How about that? So over on points bet, I was taking a look, and the rules stipulate that you must play at least 70 games or the outcome must be mathematically clinched. Wherever you're placing your wagers, Take a look at the fine print, especially in this COVID times. I know the vaccine's out, and I don't expect to uh, lose a ton of games. At some point, maybe they're going to push the season back a little bit. But look at your rules. Know your rules wherever you are placing bets. So the Bulls' win total is set at 30. If you want to go over, you're expecting the Bulls to be better than a at least a 30-40 and 40 or 30-42 and 42 team. We'll see how many games are played. And uh, let's also add to the conversation the – to make the playoffs prop. To make the playoffs, the Bulls are nearly 3-1 to one at plus 295. Heavy, heavy favorites to miss the playoffs at minus 400. You put down 400 to win 100. Rick Camp, do you have a strong opinion on the Bulls' win total of 30? It's a stay away for me, but if I had to lean, I think it would be under. And the only reason I think that is because I don't think that the front office is putting as much pressure on winning this year because now while Billy Donovan mentioned, you know, don't put too much thought into his lineups during the preseason. He's just going to kind of mess around and do some stuff. I don't think it was an accident that Patrick Williams started the third preseason game and Otto Porter came off the bench because he did want to see that. I really think this year is going to be about development. So if it's about wins this year, for the entire season, or at least as long as he's healthy, Otto Porter should be the starting three because he's probably at the moment the second best player on the Bulls when he's on the court. Like the Bulls are significantly better when he's on the court. He's just always hurt. But if they really want to push development, maybe he is coming off the bench and Patrick Williams is starting. And they just still, there's so many young guys that haven't had success in the NBA that you know, this is one, maybe one of the few situations where you can truly say the coaching change does matter that much. But still, even if you played out the rest of the Bulls' schedule last year, they had the horrific stretch 
at the end that they didn't even play against all these playoff teams. So with the 22 wins they had in their 65 games, you can maybe say they were a 24, 25 win team over the course of a full season if they had actually played the full 82. So to say they're going to go more than five or six wins better in this East where the top of the East is more solidified than it's been. And also this is something to keep in mind for all these teams, especially in the middle to the lower part of the East, because of how the schedule breaks out this year, you have a lower percentage of your games against your own conference and your own division. So that means less games against Cleveland, less games against Detroit, more games against the West. It's only by one or two, but obviously when it comes to these win totals, that matters. So you have to take that into the calculus as well. So it's a stay away for me, but if I was forced to go one way, I would go slightly under. Okay, so you definitely don't think there's a play there on the make the playoffs prop. Uh, no. Jordan, Jordan Malley, uh, maybe we'll get the optimistic viewpoint right now. Uh, Jordan Malley, host of Locked on Bulls podcast. What do you think? Here's the optimistic take on it is the Bulls, if you calculated out to an 82-game season, what was the projection last year for this team? Pretty much the same roster. It was right around 34, 35 wins, right? I know their total was set differently, but taking that jump was where a lot of fans thought the Bulls were at. Put into account this. The Bulls were 11-22 in the final five minutes of the fourth quarter in which they had a five-point lead or were down by five. Think about that. 33 games the Bulls played in last year where they had a, an opportunity to win. They were 11-22 and 22 in those games. Flip the script and go 500, and you're pretty, pretty close to that, that total of last year at 29 wins. That's where I think it was set last year. This year, it's at 30 and a half. I think if the Bulls can stay healthy, close out some of those disaster games that they had last season last year, I don't see why that there's any reason that they don't win 31 games this year. That's my optimistic take on it. I think a lot of people are sleeping on this Bulls team. One other factor, too, I have as far as analytics go, looking at their schedule. We were talking about this. How affected are teams going to be by being in the bubble later than maybe some other teams? I think teams like the Lakers, maybe like the Blazers, the Mavericks, the Bucks, the the Celtics, the Raptors, all of those teams I can see really honing in on load management early on in the season. And unfortunately for the Bulls, their first 20 games of the schedule is absolutely brutal. So they need to pick up wins against teams that are even against them or slightly worse than they are. And they just got to find a way to go 500 against some of these more important teams. If they can do that, I, I, I don't see why they can't win 31 games this year. So I'm taking the over. The other thing though, Jordan, that I, did, I should have brought up before Assuming they get off to a predictably slow start because of the schedule as much as anything, how long is it going to be before they make a move on someone like Zach Levine? Because assuming the type of deal that would happen for Zach Levine, the Bulls would probably get worse in terms of wins this season if that happens, which I don't know that any of us really assume all of the core four, now with Patrick Williams, like core five guys of the Bulls are all going to be there by the end of the season. So that's something else you have to take into account when trying to figure out what's the goal of this season. When Jordan was going over that, I was considering that, Rick. Here's something else. Jordan said late game situations, can you change those losses into victories? So in baseball, we have the uh, conversation again and again about the value of a manager in, in football. We, we go crazy about the head coach and some of the uh, game management late in games. Rick, what is the value of an NBA head coach in today's game? I think it really does depend team to team. However, 
some of what like Billy Donovan is implementing now that Jim Boylan didn't are things that do matter in terms of prepping your team for situations as much as anything. So like the Bulls working on different defensive styles to be that are more matchup dependent. I think that's where a coach can have a lot of influence. You think of Nick Nurse in Toronto because it was obviously so upfront in what he was doing when Toronto was making their run with Kawhi Leonard and just being willing to throw everything against the wall in the regular season to be able to be ready for the playoffs. And obviously like a team like the Bulls are not in that type of situation, but still just being willing to try things, earning trust from your players. So I wouldn't say it's as small as a baseball manager, unless you ask someone like Kyrie Irving, he would agree with that. But, (laughs) But I think the coach matters not as much as like an NFL coach necessarily because the NFL is clearly just so scheme dependent. However, it does play a role. And I think as long as you don't have a coach that is just absolutely brutal, then you're fine. There's one, two, three coaches that truly matter on the good side, one, two, three that matter truly on the, on the bad side, and so many more that are just kind of in the middle that have their moments either way, but it's kind of a wash. And at least the Bulls have improved themselves to be in the wash because I don't think Billy Donovan's an elite coach. He's probably average-ish, but that's perfectly fine because that's still a huge improvement from what the Bulls had. There's your Bulls betting preview on the home of the Bulls. 670 the score, but what about the NBA championship and various awards odds? We got you covered next with my guests, Rick Camp and Jordan Malley. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 the score and the radio.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score, talking about the start of the NBA season, which is Tuesday. The Bulls season opener Wednesday, right here on Sports Radio 670. The score. Let's get into some awards, but before that, how about the NBA title features? Uh, Rick Camp, Jordan Malley here with me. Uh, Rick Camp hosts the Basketball Camp Podcast. Jordan, the Locked On Bulls Podcast. Uh, Jordan, let's start with you this time. NBA title odds. Uh, we start at the top over at points bet. The Lakers, no doubt your favorite at plus 250. Here are the Bucks with Giannis coming in second at plus 500. The Clippers, plus 575 nets plus 600 then there's a drop off down to the celtics at plus 1400 the bulls all the way down near the bottom at 200 to 1 eastern conference western conference or nba title odds uh anything here that entices you jordan malley sure outside of the favorites in the top two and the clippers and the bucks and the lakers I think there's some serious value with the Miami Heat. Again, they just made the finals again. I think there's another run in Jimmy Butler. Who knows, like you were talking about earlier, what kind of trades would the Heat make in that second half to really make that final push and go up against the Lakers? The Lakers had an amazing offseason, and I think that they could have a great chance to repeat. But if you're looking for value, I'm going Heat. I'm going the Mavericks, and I'm going the Nuggets. I think the Mavericks and the Nuggets have the best shot at beating this Lakers team coming up. Talk about the Clippers, too, and the the weird exit that they had. I just don't know if I buy into that Clippers team fully with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard again. So I would take the value and go with Dallas or the Nuggets at both 25-1. to All right, yeah, so the Heat are 20-1. to The Mavs and the Nuggets are 25-1. to What do you think, Rick? I just want it on the record. But I did not say the, yes. the Denver Nuggets. I know. How about how about that? That's a shocker of the day. I mean, you picked Nuggets <laughs> for everything. I was. I did for not. I, I I know I picked Jokic year. for I picked Jokic for MVP last year, not knowing he was going to come in a much bigger uh, fan of the I'm Fat podcast than he was at the end of the season before. <laughs> no, this this one. I feel like I'm in a bit of a minority on this. I'm kind of re-upping with the Clippers. Those guys come in. This, this is a bit of narrative street, I know. Is there any team that's more talented but more doubted right now than the L.A. Clippers? Paul George had a brutal playoff. Not going against that at all. But I think Serge Ibaka coming in is an upgrade for that team specifically over Montrez Harrell. I wish they got, had gotten another like a point guard that's more of a playmaker. However, with a year under their belt... I do think they kind of figured out a little bit of how they have to play. I don't know if the Ty Lue hiring is a huge positive, but it's definitely not a negative over Doc Rivers because he's more willing to make adjustments. He's more willing to get in guys' faces. Maybe because of the schedule, they won't practice quite as much, but Doc Rivers had them almost never practice because Doc Rivers hates practice. And I just think that this is a team that feels like they have something to prove together now. Last year, they went into the season as it almost felt like two different teams. They have mutual experiences now with each other. And when you talked about the chemistry and everything like that, it mattered for this team. 
And now that they have some of those experiences together, I think they understand each other better at plus 575. When a lot of the time last year, they were in the what, about 320, 330 range. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of value there among okay. those top three teams. Uh, if we go down the board a little bit, just to try and find some value, I actually think there's almost like a dead cat bounce here for Utah at 30 to one. If you want to go longer odds, I don't necessarily think they're winning, but everybody kind of forgot about them that before the Bogdanovich injury, they were really starting to come around after a slow start. They're kind of an analytics darling type team in terms of they create the most wide open threes and they have a lot of really good three point shooters. You still have Rudy Gobert, even though maybe his contract situation becomes a distraction, something to keep an eye on. But I think there's, there's value there with Utah. It's just that because of how last season ended up, especially with their time in the bubble, people kind of forget about them because of everything else that's happening in the Western Conference. So we can hit on strategy a little bit there. because So Jordan says Miami, Denver, Dallas, they're in that 20 to 25 range. You get a little bit of value there. So he picked a few teams from that tier. And Rick, you're going to the top tier, not the number one or number two favorite, but you go down to that third slot and you like the Clippers. So if you go that route, you would only bet on one team from that top tier, right? Correct. I like to do one team from the top tier and one, maybe two teams from a lower tier. So like Utah, where they're at 30, something like that. I kind of want to see Philly. I still have this sick fascination with them. You know, now that they're actually maybe less talented, but they got guys why, that fit why better. Are you, why are you laughing, Jordan? Because <laughs> the, the process will never work. It, it's never going to work. They got to split Simmons and, and beat up. It, I don't care if Doc Rivers is all these championships behind him. That situation with the 76ers is an absolute mess. And I don't even think Embiid can stay healthy for an entire season, let alone a playoff. I, I do like your, your pick with Utah. I'll give you one more, the Trailblazers. I think Damian Lillard could have a potential MVP season this year. If he does that, I think that they have just as good of a shot up against the Lakers or the Clippers in a conference final situation. He's one of those guys that I like his, especially the number for him at MVP. Yeah, I know. We know. We know. It's all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Nuggets and it's Lillard. Those are They're fun guys. analytical teams. Those two teams are fun analytical teams, and they have great coaches too. But the Trailblazers at forty to one. Rick had Utah at thirty to one. So if you're looking for kind of a long shot, I think either one of those. And then I think it's ins- it's saying that the Rockets are at fifty to one to win the championship. That means that they don't think James Harden's going to be there for the entire season. That's what yeah. it tells me. Yeah, good point there. Joe Ostrowski with Rick Camp and Jordan Malley getting you ready for the NBA season. How about some of these awards, Giannis? Three years in a row, really? I mean, that's what he's shooting for, to win the MVP three consecutive seasons. That hasn't happened since Larry Bird in the early 80s. Back in 2018, you had James Harden, Russell Westbrook won it in 2017. Remember, it was a triple-double every single night. And Curry won his second in back-to-back in 2016. So we have five names with odds inside of 10 to 1. You have Luca as the favorite at 4 to 1 at points bet. Giannis at 5 to 1. I don't know about you guys, but I'm scratching him off the list. Steph Curry and Anthony Davis both at 8 to 1. Here's LeBron 9 to 1. Okay, let's throw James Harden in there too. He is 12 to 1. Uh Rick, start us off on the MVP. What do you like? I wrote down three names. One kind of like one in each kind of tier. Of the favorites, I like AD the best at 8 to 1. Because it sure seems like LeBron's going to 
take the foot off the pedal when it comes to the regular season, more time for Anthony Davis to shine. So in theory, if the Lakers are as good as we think they'll be, even in a regular season where they probably won't have as many wins just because they're going to be resting guys throughout the year, I think of the favorites, he makes the most sense. I already mentioned Damian Lillard at 20 to 1. I think for a mid-tier guy, he makes a lot of sense. They finally got some wings in Portland, so that team should be better. So then if he just keeps doing what he's been doing, but the team gets more wins, you would think he'd have a better chance. My long shot that I like, Donovan Mitchell's got more pub coming off of A, signing a max extension, and B, his performance in the bubble. If Utah's as good as I think they can be, Donovan Mitchell's at 60-1 to for MVP. So he is the primary guy on that team. It sounds like this offseason, the goal has been to move Mike Conley a little more off ball, have Donovan Mitchell on the ball even more. So that you would think if he's able to not sustain exactly what he did in the bubble, but something close to it, that's a lot of value for a guy that could be on a really good team out West. This is when Jordan Malley tells us to bet on Zach Levine at 200 to one, right, Jordan? <laughs> I actually didn't even notice that he was listed. That is um... marking in 300. Wow. That's yeah, I, one. That's <laughs> if you, if you like wasting some money, then I guess you could do that. But uh, I've got Luca as, as my clear number one. I think he's ready to take that next step again. Like listening to LeBron talk about the way that he was trying to recruit Luca and the type of style he plays and what LeBron sees out of Luca. I think it sealed it for me as, as making sense. And I think these bubble games are not bubble games, but no fan games are going to really, really help Luca this year. And if Porzingis can stay healthy, that compliment there, I think it's sealed. Second, I have is Giannis. The dude plays both ends of the floor. I'm curious to see what this max contract does. And I'm also curious too, to see what Drew Holiday does with him. Two others, a little bit of a more long shot. I talked about it. Logo Lillard, Damian Lillard at 20 to one. There's no ceiling on Damian Lillard's game. And if that Trailblazers team can find a way to just be really special this year, they haven't been able to find it the last couple of years. He's a name I would toss in there, has good value. And then finally, the last time we had a shortened season, we got the youngest MVP and winner ever. I think that there's a potential that that could happen again in Zion Williamson at 66 to 1. Ooh, that's juicy, man. 66 to 1. You, you think the Pelicans are making the playoffs? If Brandon Ingram looks the way that he has in preseason, I don't see why not. Don't you have but to be better than making the playoffs, though? Yeah. Generally, you have to be like the equivalent of a 50-win team. Like Because obviously the numbers are thrown off with the, the season being 10 games shorter. But yeah, you have to be basically the equivalent of a 50-win team unless you are Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double. Like I think that I th- I haven't looked at those numbers, but I feel like it's pretty much been that. Like that's around what the threshold is. I think that's fair, and that's the same thing that we talk about recognition in the NBA as a whole. Look at you guys make fun of it, but look at the the disrespect Zach Levine gets after putting up twenty three five and five. I mean, he didn't even make the All Star game because the Bulls were so terrible and couldn't win games. So I definitely see that as a factor too. But as far as long shots, sixty six to one on the future of the NBA in Zion. I, I don't see why not throw five bucks on it. Yeah, I don't hate that one at all. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, 670, the score with Rick Camp and Jordan Malley, uh, giving you some options for NBA award winners going into the NBA season, which tips off on Tuesday. Guys, let's wrap with the Coach of the Year Award. 
Let's start by some recent winners. Uh, Nick Nurse last year with a record of 46-18 in the shortened season. In 2019, Mike Budenholzer won it with the Bucks, winning percentage of 732, 60 victories. Uh, before that, Dwayne Casey, 59 wins. Mike D'Antoni won it for the second time with 55 wins. Steve Kerr, when his team went 73-9, and won the award, a winning percentage of 890. So you've got to be one of the top two seeds here. And uh, at, at the top of the board for Coach of the Year, the favorite is Brad Stevens, 9-1, to Eric Spolstra, 12-1, to Doc Rivers, Frank Vogel, Rick Carlisle, Steve Nash, all 14-1. to and Billy Donovan right around the middle at 22 to 1. Jordan, why don't you start us off with coach of the year? So in terms of like one of the favorites, I I think I I'm going with Spolstra until he proves that he can't be great with a a single entity, a single team in a single year. He's by far one of the best coaches in the NBA. I think there's no reason not to if you're looking for good value and somebody you can pretty much bet on being in the top 3. Eric Spolstra at 12 to 1. The guy that I'm actually going to put money on though, the dark horse is Stan Van Gundy in, in New Orleans. I think that roster, just with Zion again, and Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo, you see that team compete for a playoff spot, or if they make the playoffs, I don't think there's any doubt in my, in my mind that he's part of that conversation among the one of the three coaches becoming coach of the year. So at 25-1, to 1, I think I'm going to put money on Stan Van Gundy. So much value. When you're talking about the second favorite, you're already into double digits. What do we think, Rick? I like the group of guys that on points better at 16 to one, the three names that I wrote down, everybody's expecting some improvement from the Suns with getting Chris Paul, improving the roster a little bit, especially if they can get home court in the first round, Monty Williams is going to be right up there. If not the favorite for that, I think if the Clippers look like more of an actual team and just less of just dudes wearing the same uniform playing together, He's at 16 to one. I think he could absolutely do that. If essentially we see the potential that we all thought we were going to see from the Clippers last year and kind of in line with mentioning the Utah jazz, if they have a bit of a bounce back year, Quinn Snyder's at 16 to one as well. And when it comes to in-game tacticians and X's and O's guys, Quinn Snyder's one of the best in the league. All three of those guys are at 16 to one and I like their chances. Rick, did you notice that we completely flipped Jordan? You did not mention Billy Donovan at 22. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I, I'm shocked he was able to stop himself. But the thing is with, with Stan Van Gundy, you think a team just making the, a team with that much talent, a team that's known, even if it is young talent, but that's considered to have as much talent as the Pelicans do, just making the playoffs might not be a high enough threshold. Your winning percentage has to be around 700. That's what history yeah. tells us. It would be a take a big leap for the Pelicans. Uh, I think you guys are right. But the, yeah, the value, like, why not? And they also traded for Steven Adams, who's a former all-star, too, to, to kind of solidify their front court. I mean, that fit, that fit with Pelicans, Zion worries me, though. I don't know how that fit's going to work. Yeah. And, and if Zion just does Zion things and lets everybody else become better, then there's no problem. But you're right. If there is a reality where things don't fit right away, then maybe, yeah, we are talking about lesser odds for him. But I, I don't see why not just looking on, on paper as far as the Pelicans roster goes. Uh, Jordan Malley hosts the Locked On Bulls podcast. Follow him on Twitter. Subscribe to his pod at Jordan C. Malley. Uh, Rick Camp has the Basketball Camp podcast at Rick C. Camp, and maybe these guys will be doing some sports betting stuff throughout the NBA season. A lot of fun, guys. Uh, appreciate both of you dropping by early odds. Thank you.
Thanks, Joe. Why don't we get back to the National Football League and some horses that should cash today. That is next. Thank you for listening to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. You've got Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670 The Score. Around this time, every single week, we go over to Hawthorne Racecourse, check in with Jim Miller. Jim was all over in the NFL last week. He gave us a couple nice winners, player props, and sides. We'll see what's on his mind with the NFL this week. And also what he's thinking about the horses over at Hawthorne. How are you doing this Saturday morning, Jim? I'm doing good. A little bit better after last weekend, Joe, for sure. And, yeah, we talked about two different plays. Everybody was wondering what was going to happen with Dalvin Cook for the rushing yards. We said play the over, and he, he went way over, which was a good thing against the Bucks. And then just that line on that Arizona Giants game, it kept coming down and down and down, and we both thought Arizona was going to dominate. They ended up doing so in the end. So that turned out to be nice. You throw a winning horse on top of it, and it, it turns out to be a successful weekend. Awesome. What's on your mind today, uh, getting ready for those games tomorrow in the National yep. Football League? Well, we got a couple games today, too, Jim. It's all over the place. Oh, it, it is all over the place, and I'll tell you, I mean, there's great college football today, too. So I'll, I'll yeah. be curious to see. My focus is going to be on the college ends of things when we get to football, and I'll ask you about a Sunday game first. And the Sunday game is that New Orleans-KC game, Joe, and I love the player props. We talk about it all the time. I think the two player props to watch – are what are they going to put on Drew Brees for passing yards for an over-under? And second, what are you going to do when you have Alvin Kamara and the amount of receptions? Because I really think that, that that reception number may be a little bit lower just because of what's happened in previous weeks. That's the number that you have to watch. That's where I'm going to focus. What are they, the different books setting for Alvin Kamara and his props? As far as this matchup, all the public money is going to be on Kansas City. They right. see Pat Mahomes favored by three. He hasn't covered the last five weeks. They're 5-0 and straight up but 0-5 against the spread. So you get them at a cheap price at three. Yeah. Maybe that's what the public is thinking right now. I'll tell you, Jim, when we got the news that Drew Brees was going to be starting this game, and I'm not the biggest Drew Brees backer, and I don't think there was that much of a difference with Taysom Hill. It was, just, it was clear Sean Payton was just trying to get out of those games with wins. Just do what we have to do to get through this so we can win, except for last week with Philadelphia. Right. So you got the Saints coming off a terrible loss to the Eagles. It was the Jalen Hurts game. And I think in some ways they didn't mind losing that game. They got it out of the way because they had that extended winning streak going on. So they're coming off a bad loss. You got the Chiefs. They're 12-1. and They just keep winning every game. They don't even have to give the full effort. They're still winning. They're just not covering these point spreads. The public is going to be all in on KC minus three. Yeah. I don't love it. I don't love the side. But if I were forced to bet it, I would definitely go with the New Orleans side uh, but what? how I'm going to wager on this game, you hit it. Alvin Kamara props. Kamara's yeah. out of the offense when Taysom Hill's in there, but when Breeze is out there, it's all about Alvin Kamara and his yak. So that's where we have to go. Look at the receptions. Look at the total yard stuff. And, and it has to be, Joe, because here's the thing. They, they say Breeze is fully healthy. You know they don't want him to get hit. So it's going to be getting rid of the ball quickly, handoffs to Kamara. And also Latavius Murray. Short passes, anything they can. I, I think you play the over on Camara for total yardage, the over on receptions. I just think that's going to be the play. You're not going to see seven-step drops with the ability to possibly get hit, at least in my mind. So Alvin Kamara seems to be the one that everything revolves around. Were you thinking under Drew Brees? Points betting the Brees under passing? 
I think that's a possibility. But again, that that's the question because you're not going to see the downfield passes because Kamara can easily catch a pass that's thrown for three yards and and take it thirty yards down the field. That's why I want to watch and see what the total is for Breeze. I'm guessing they're going to have it in the low two twenties, two thirties. Yeah. If it's above that, I might play that under. Yeah, it would have to be higher than that because uh, that Camaro, yeah, could crush you in the end. Right. He can get a 50-yard completion, but it doesn't mean because he's throwing the ball downfield. He's not going right. to do that. I don't expect, especially the first game back, them try to do that. What about the horses over at Hawthorne? What do we like today? Yeah, and I'll tell you, we got three races to look at, and it's the beauty of being able to bet full card simulcasting because we got a horse at Hawthorne, a couple of horses that are out of uh, state. We're going to start at Hawthorne, race number eight on Saturday, the two-horse, the Yank. Bet this horse across the board, loves this Hawthorne track, should get a beautiful trip, raced well in that last out. So the two-horse in race eight at Hawthorne. Then go to Fairgrounds, race seven, the nine, real news, eight to one in the morning line. Bet this one across the board in a turf sprint. And then Gulfstream Park, race 10, the eight-horse, sleepy eyes, Todd. Also bet across the board. This horse sits back, comes flying at him late. Should get a beautiful setup in front of him. But three horses, I think some player props Sunday. It could be a really profitable weekend, Joe. Jim, I'm going to take a break for the holidays. I hope you can get some rest and enjoy your time with the family, okay? All right, you too. We're looking forward to it. One more weekend of racing after this, and then we get a break too. So we're, we're really looking forward to it, Joe. All right, perfect. Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. You heard right. Won't be here next week. Our college hoops maven, Eli Herskovich, will be guest hosting early odds. Subscribe to my daily radio.com sports betting podcast. It is called Bet Sweats. A ton of actionable information this week on the NFL, college football, NBA with superstar guests. Follow me on Twitter. Hit me up there at Joe0670, at Joe0670. Inside the clubhouse is next on the score. Talk next year. Best of luck and stay safe, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.